Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. everybody great Sunday night glad that you are with me and injecting a little bit of optimism in your life that's the theme tonight we've spent all offseason in college football talking about stuff like NIL and transfer portal and conference realignment you know what let's just talk a little optimism let's let's bring that to the table tonight three reasons why Ole Miss and three reasons why Mississippi State will overachieve in 2022. And the the metric I'm using for overachieve is uh, finish better than their Vegas odds. So I pulled up the over-unders. Ole Miss is uh, set at seven and a half wins. They're over-under. Mississippi State is six and a half wins. So three reasons, again, three reasons why Ole Miss will win more than seven and a half, and Mississippi State will win more than six and a half games in 2022, I'm Michael Borky, and I'm really glad that you guys are with me on this muggy Sunday night. Luckily, we're going to have some pretty nice weather around here uh, this week. A little fall teaser, if you will. We are now inside of four weeks, for what it's worth. Inside of four weeks until college football begins. We get that early game, Nebraska, Northwestern, in Dublin, Ireland. I believe 11.30 start time for us in Central Time And then there's other games as well, but there's really two that I'm focused on. It's that one in the morning, and then late night, Saturday night, Hawaii hosting Vanderbilt on campus. The uh, uh, Aloha Stadium has been condemned, so they can't play in that anymore. Not kidding. If you didn't know that, yeah, Aloha Stadium is condemned. Can't use it. So they play on this, this track facility on campus now where they put like metal bleachers. It's, uh, it's not the same. Not the same at all, but that is inside now of four weeks away, 27 days until that. By the way, Ole Miss and State will start camp this week. Ole Miss earlier than I expected. They will start on Wednesday. They'll have uh, the media day and stuff. If anything interesting comes from that, I will talk about that with you on Wednesday night. Mississippi State, I believe, starts on Friday and their little media day thing, which is uh, they're, they're not, as Haydad described it to me, it's not going to be as, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's not going to be the same as the one that Ole Miss will do on Wednesday. It'll be less formal, I guess, is is how you should describe it. Either way, that, as I understand it, is on Saturday. So if anything interesting happens there, we'll talk about it on Sunday night. So it's here, basically. Training camp begins 
this week for Ole Miss and State. I did watch some uh, NFL training camp stuff this weekend. Uh, I tweeted at the SEC Network. I doubt that they forwarded that to Sankey. But you can't tell me that you wouldn't watch, because I would. I mean, you may not. I would. The exact thing that the NFL did this weekend for college football. No, no, no. For the SEC. Not for college football. For the SEC. In case you missed it, Saturday, what do they call it? Welcome back Saturday. I believe welcome back Saturday. And every NFL team had an open practice for training camp on Saturday. And they staggered the starts of them. So I think they started coverage at 8 a.m. Central, so 9 Eastern. And there was a handful of teams that started practice at that time. And then a handful of teams started a little bit later. And then a handful of teams started a little bit later. And then a handful of teams started a little bit later. And they had on-site coverage all day from every training camp site. It was awesome. I was watching guys in shorts, mostly just do nothing. I mean, they were just practicing. It was nothing, and I was locked in. And what I love about the way the NFL is covered is Jacksonville felt just as important as Kansas City, who felt just as important as Detroit, who felt just as important as New England. Uh, they market the hell out of their league, and every single team in it is as important as the next. The NBA didn't even get covered like that. The NBA is a joke in coverage. The SEC Network should do the same. This Saturday, live coverage from all 14 sites. Uh, start three teams at 9 a.m., three teams at 10.30, three teams, at, you know, whatever you have to do, stagger the starts and have a reporter or somebody live at each site and you do all day Saturday, welcome back Saturday, and it would just, it would kill. I would watch it. A lot of you would as well. So uh, so that was my weekend. Oh, gosh, Tucker. What's up, man? How you doing? Who wins more Super Bowls, Dak Prescott or Matt Corral? <laughs> oh, man. Um, Panthers camp is weird. That, that situation's so weird with Baker and Sam Darnold, and they've got this rookie that the fans seem to like more than Darnold. It's, it's a weird thing there at uh, at Carolina. But, uh, again, my name is Michael Borky. I'm glad you're with me. While you're with me, uh, if you haven't already subscribed to this channel, I would appreciate that very much. I think my schedule will be when the season begins Saturday night late or early Sunday morning, just depending on when Ole Miss and State play. Tuesday night, Thursday night. I think that's going to be the plan for live either way. You, you don't want to miss it, so subscribe. Click the notification bell as well so you know when I go live and actually like the video as well. Click the like button. That would help me a ton. All right, overachieving optimism. Just going to shoot you with some optimism tonight. And the thing is, yes, th this is an optimistic angle. I do, I do like both over bets. I do uh, from a straight... Uh, you know, clear glasses, objectively speaking, analytically speaking, whatever you want to call it. I actually do like both overs. Uh, but we'll start with Ole Miss. Seven and a half is what is on their win total. Here are three reasons why Ole Miss will overachieve and they will hit that over of seven and a half. The first one is they are more talented than than maybe you and a lot of people realize. Now, some of it is new players, some of it's transfer portal, and that's a whole story, a side story that I'm really compelled by. 
Uh, can you build rosters via transfer portal or heavy in the transfer portal anyway? And they mesh and it work out. But Ole Miss is a talented football team beyond just uh, the quarterback position and who the you know Jackson Dart was a former five star. Luke Altmyer is a four star. We'll, we'll see who wins that job. But it's not just that um, they are talented in a way that people don't respect enough, in my opinion. Uh, look at the offense. Ole Miss, they're, who I think is going to be the starting quarterback, their starting running back, and starting tight end are all former five-stars. I think if you take Texas and Oklahoma away, the rest of the Big 12 doesn't have three five-stars combined, I think. Uh, I, I did a loose Google search on that one, but Ole Miss has three five-stars on offense. And, and on top of that, He's a transfer, but people are, are obsessed with Jalen Robinson. Forgive me. Uh, Mingo's healthy. Uh, uh, Jalen Knox is a Missouri transfer who had, what, 500 yards receiving his last time as a starter. Uh, four of the five offensive linemen are, are back, and the one that is gone is being replaced by a multi-year starter at the FBS level in via transfer. The running back room is probably deeper than last year's in terms of raw talent. It, it, it is. I mean, Zach Evans is, is as good of a running back, at least from a pure talent perspective. He's got to stay healthy. Uh, that Ole Miss has had in, in quite some time. Uh, Ulysses Bentley is a 1,000-yard guy at the FBS level as a transfer. I, I mean, th th that room is four deep in terms of what they think anyway in, in effectiveness. So offensively, even though Matt Corral is gone and you can't replace the kind of culture setter, and I don't think either one of these guys uh, is as purely talented as Matt Corral. But offensively, they are more talented across the board, possibly, uh, than they were last year. I actually think you can believe that. And then one of you asked on defense, um, there's a couple of names you don't know. But I have heard many people say that in terms of depth, maybe not like high-end quality guy, like Sam Williams, he's gone. I don't think they have a Sam Williams on this team. But, I mean, you've got guys like Katie Hill who have been there forever, played a lot of football, and he was really good towards the end of last year. Your entire secondary basically is back. You add Aishim Young, who's playing, played a ton, a ton, a ton of football uh, in his career at the Power 5 level, just somewhere else. Uh, you've got depth in the secondary. You've got talent in the secondary. You've got proven depth and talent. In the secondary, you've got guys on your defensive line that have played a ton, a metric ton of football. The linebacker position is the only question, but you bring in a transfer who was a three-time first-team all-conference player. Yes, it's the MAC. The MAC is not the SEC, but still, even the question marks are guys that have played a ton of football. Meshing is a big question for this team. We'll see if they are able to mesh, but I think th the talent level is higher than last year's team that won 10 games when their best three receivers were out and their quarterback wasn't practicing during the week in the back half of the season because he couldn't really walk that well. So, uh, and that's just on paper. You have coordinator changes. You've got a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts, no Matt Corral. But on paper, roster, talent-wise, is more talented than people are giving it credit for. It is one of the more top-to-bottom talented Ole Miss teams in recent history. On paper, now that doesn't mean anything. They've got to play, but um, on paper, they are extremely talented and more talented than most people 
realize. Number two, so the second reason why Ole Miss will overachieve is the schedule, and we've talked about that a lot. No need to rehash it too much, but it's not even just the non-conference games. I mean, as you know, they start with four non-conference games, Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and Atlanta, but there's kind of half the stadium is going to be wearing red, and that's not a good Georgia Tech team, uh, Tulsa. But it's the SEC games. They get a toss-up game with Kentucky at, at home. You, Auburn's been a thorn in Ole Miss's side, but you, you get them at home. You get a schedule win with Vanderbilt. You get Mississippi State at home. And yes, Alabama's at home, but the, the talent difference is still pretty stark there. But either way, to get them to over seven and a half wins, you should have five guaranteed wins with your non-conference and Vanderbilt. And you've only got to find three more to get there. You've got Auburn at home, Kentucky at home, Mississippi State at home. Auburn, Kentucky, Mississippi State all at home. If you win your home games against teams that you're probably more talented than, probably, there's eight. There's overachievement. So this is as soft as, as an SEC West schedule as you can imagine. Ole Miss got a massive, massive break with the schedule. And because of that, I really like them to overachieve beyond that seven and a half because it sets up so freaking well for them. And I mentioned it a second before. My reason number three is although DJ Durkin is gone, in steps Chris Partridge, there is some continuity there, though, because he's been there. It's not like a blown up, entirely new system, a new voice. It's a guy they're familiar with. It's a guy that um, is an extremely good recruiter, and that doesn't matter with play calling. My point is the players really like him. You've got guys on this defense that are only at Ole Miss because of Chris Partridge and really no other reason. Um, so there's a lot of continuity there. We'll see how good he is at, at calling defense. But as I said before, I, I kind of spoiled my third point. Defensively, despite the coordinator change and Sam Williams being gone and Chance Campbell being gone, they are filled on that side of the ball with veterans. I'm looking at what I, you know, what somebody thinks their starting lineup is going to be. I actually have a, a couple of adjustments I would make here, but you've got senior on the defensive line. I'm, I'm going to start from defensive end all the way down uh, to cornerback. Senior, senior, junior, junior, senior, redshirt senior, 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 junior, redshirt senior, sophomore. That is, you know, I'm just looking at our lads, right? Again, I think there's a couple of adjustments that I would make on here, but that is your Ole Miss defense. That is a projected starting lineup, and yes, depth charts this time of year are, are very goofy to talk about because camp hadn't even happened yet. But generally speaking, who you can expect to be starters on this defense again? Senior, senior, junior, junior, senior, redshirt, senior, 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 redshirt, junior, senior, sophomore. They are loaded with veterans, guys that have played a lot of football at this level. In the back half of last year, they played extremely well. Almost won games in the back half of the season on defense. That's why they won football games, and that despite Sam Williams being gone, and he's a huge loss. I, I don't mean to downplay it. Chance Campbell is gone. That's a big loss. But there are a lot of veterans on this defense, and that's why I think Ole Miss will overachieve. Before I get to your comments, uh, I'm going to do Mississippi State as well, and uh, and then we'll uh, and then we'll talk. Well, I appreciate you guys, um, and don't forget to like the video. 
For Mississippi State, six and a half again is their over-under. You guys know the schedule, but a quick run-through because why not? Memphis at home, they go to Arizona. That is a 10 o'clock Central start in Tucson. 10 o'clock Central start in Tucson. Anyway, all right, Memphis at Arizona, at LSU, Bowling Green, A&M, Arkansas at home, at Kentucky, at Alabama, off week, Auburn at home, Georgia at home, East Tennessee at Ole Miss. They did not get the schedule breaks that Ole Miss did. Mississippi State uh, replaces Vanderbilt with Georgia on the schedule. They have to go to Kentucky. Luckily, they do get... um, LSU early in the season, I think that's a beneficial situation. I read something earlier today that said LSU uh, might just play all three quarterbacks like deep into the season. Go for it if you must. So Mississippi State did not get the schedule break that Ole Miss did. But still, here are three reasons why Mississippi State will overachieve in 2022. First one, I think I talked about this with you guys a little bit before. The defensive front, the front six for Mississippi State is something that at Media Days not a single person talked about besides Cole Kublik, which is why you should listen to Cole Kublik when he talks. Uh, Same principle that that I just did with Ole Miss with Mississippi State's front six. Senior, senior, redshirt junior, graduate trade. So graduate, senior, 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 junior. Oh, I went to the secondary. I'm sorry. Let me let me try that again. Redshirt senior, senior, redshirt junior, graduate, redshirt senior, redshirt senior. That is your front six at Mississippi State. And that doesn't include Jordan Davis coming off uh, of his injury. Mississippi State's front six is very talented. Uh, it's very it's going to be very solid uh, a position group that's going to give I say a position group, it's two position groups. A unit that's going to give teams a lot of fits up front. You're not just going to be able to line up and run the football against Mississippi State. I think that protection for a lot of teams is going to be an issue. Uh, I I had a couple of Ole Miss fans say, oh, nobody's scared of Mississippi State. That's why they didn't talk about it. Okay, if that's how you want to be, uh, okay. But I'm just telling you that the entire defense has a chance to be quite good. I mean, Forbes is back in the secondary. They've got pieces there as well. But that front six and Zach Arnett's incredibly aggressive defense is going to be very salty, really solid NFL-caliber players in that front six. They're going to give people problems, and nobody's talking about it. They should. Nobody's talking about it. But they should. So that's reason number one. Mississippi State's front six is an underrated group of players that nobody's talking about that people should fear. Number two, despite no Makai Polk, despite Malik Heath transferring to Ole Miss, that wide receiver room has got a lot of talent. Now, without Polk, without Heath, it's less proven talent, but talent nonetheless. Tulu Griffin, uh, but uh, Jaden Wally needs to get the football 15, 20 times a game, I swear. Uh, just a seriously talented wide receiver. Um, you, you've got Williams back, who, who's solid. They, they got a couple of four-star transfers in, in the portal. Uh, to most people in college football, they're, they're going to be names that you don't know. Like Jaden Wally's not a household name. He didn't even make one of the all-SEC teams. Didn't make first, second, or third team all-SEC preseason that's a guy when you look up at the end of the year could be battling for first or second team 
all SEC. Despite Makai Polk being gone, that group of wide receivers on paper, again, we got to see it for, for most of these guys anyway, but similarly to the way I felt about Ole Miss, on paper, Mississippi State's group of wide receivers is extremely talented. It's it's deep. It's got high-end proven talent. It's got on-paper raw talent. Makai Polk's gone. Malik Heath is gone. But that room is still filled with really capable and talented guys. And number three, and, and don't roll your eyes because I think this matters, they have somebody that you think can accurately kick the football between the uprights. I mean, don't forget how bad kicking blue games for Mississippi State last year. Um, if my if Mike Leach has any at all confidence in a kicker, he kicks a field goal and probably wins the Memphis game. I mean, you remember that State fans don't want to rehash the Memphis game, but um, State went for it on fourth and goal and didn't get it because they didn't think that they could kick a ball through the uprights. And I believe Memphis scored shortly thereafter. It's it's kind of fuzzy. Either way, I know the kicking game cost Mississippi State the Memphis game. Uh, they missed three field goals and a close loss to Arkansas. Missed field goal in the Egg Bowl. Just a competent kicker changes Mississippi State's record last year by a couple of games. Um, now they've got one. Uh, Biscardi, Massimo Biscardi, and hey, that makes me do this when I, Massimo Biscardi, um, has a track record, the transfer, of actually being able to kick a football in between the, the yellow goalpost things. And if he was on the team last year and his um, stats were the same, Mississippi State at least has one additional win from last year's team. Again, I know they replaced Vanderbilt with Georgia. And that stinks. Uh, playing Georgia will not be fun. I don't care where State is on Georgia's schedule. That will not be fun. But defensive front, loaded wide receiver room on paper, and they actually have somebody that can kick a football through the uprights. And if that was the case last year, they went in Fayetteville and they, they went in Memphis, and that is a nine-win football team. A kicker. That's it. That was the only thing separating State from nine wins last year. And instead, their season ended in the Liberty Bowl. So there you go. There's your little 22-minute juice of optimism. Let's see what you have to say. Ramsey says, hey, what's up, buddy? How did you take the Corral statement earlier in the week? Um, the truth always lies somewhere in the middle. Uh, you know, it, There's a reason that Places like Yahoo were shadow editing their headlines because that's not what he said. Um, and then he immediately, you know, texted Kiffin and and was sharing tweets about how he he misspoke or whatever. You know, people are going to run with stuff like that. Uh, what I'll say about it, Ramsey, is I have heard from a few Ole Miss fans that have said things like, "I'm done with him." You know, screw that guy. He betrayed us or whatever. Um, all I know is, I don't know how he actually feels. Because uh, there's a bit of re revisionist history in what he said anyway. Uh, for a guy that was as talented as him in high school, he didn't really have a plethora of offers to consider. It, it's not like every school in the country wanted him. That, that was kind of a, a bizarre 
um, way to characterize his recruiting because it didn't really go down like that. Sorry, I don't know why my internet's acting like this. Um, but it didn't really go down like that. Uh, so there's some revisionist history, maybe, you know, trying to make it sound a certain way. Either way, um, I was told during the season that he was being advised by people close to him to shut it down. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. I just know that that's what I was told. And if you take what I hear for anything, hear that. Uh, this was a guy that uh, couldn't practice during the week because he was in so much pain, uh, kept injuring that angle and, and getting cortisone shots or whatever and, and playing on it and, and was told, I know this for sure, to not play in the Sugar Bowl. And the night before the Sugar Bowl, stood up in front of his team saying, this is our last night together. This is our last game at Ole Miss. Everything changes after this. And he's drawn to tears. If you think that that guy, after what he did for you last year, despite everybody telling him not to do it, regrets going to your school? No, that's that's not how it is. Um, that's not how it is. Again, there's a reason they're shadow editing the headlines, because if you actually listen to the question he was asked and what he said, he didn't say he regretted going to school at Ole Miss. He regretted his mindset when he was 18 years old. You want to know who else regrets their mindset when they were 18 years old? This guy. So, no. I mean, he played through injuries. He was told to shut it down, refused to shut it down. That guy didn't regret anything. That's not what was said. Again, there's a reason they're shadow editing the headlines. Go go back and find the articles. They're shadow editing. The, sh Yahoo especially shadow edited their headline. There's a reason. Yeah, Gary. That see, I don't. I'm less concerned with Ole Miss's defense as I am quarterback. That I I think that they're going to be pretty damn good on defense. Truthfully, it's just whether or not they can get consistent production out of whoever wins the job. Uh, the spring game concerned me. I mean, you see, you see talent. You know it's there. And in fairness to Jackson Dart, he was on campus and like three weeks later had to start spring practice. That's not particularly fair to him. But uh, I, I would be far more confident in the defense uh, going into this season than, than quarterback. If the season started tomorrow, you think Dart starts over Luke? Uh, no. If the season started tomorrow, I do not. Season doesn't start tomorrow, but no, I, I think that Altmeyer would start if the season began tomorrow. But there's a reason they have a month of camp, you know. One of them is more talented than the other, and I think we all saw it. But you got to protect the football. Williams says Lane did a, did good on paper with the portal, but chemistry must be right. Absolutely, he talked about that at media day or at his run at media days. Um, he said our biggest issue is he said getting the culture right because apparently last year's team had a really solid foundation and a good culture, and a lot of that's kind of been blown up and shuffled. Uh, so that was his biggest concern was was culture. So, yeah, they've they've got to get their chemistry right, but on paper they are super talented. Ramsey says uh, starting wide receivers are Mingo, Knox, Robinson, Trigg. Uh, who do you see that's young that will get some playing time? J.J. Henry, Braylon Brown probably. Um, Lee Keith can't be qualified as young anymore. <laughs> 
Um, my guess is uh, Braylon Brown. I'm so curious to see if they do two back sets because they feel like they're four deep at running back. At least that's how I understand it. So because there's a lack of proven wide receivers and you're really good at the offensive line and you're really good at tight end, do you run some two back sets? That's what I, I would be curious for. Kobe asks if I think Will Rogers will run for Heisman. Uh, how many games does State win? Unfortunately, Kobe, that that is how this that's how it works. I mean, if we're being honest, if you look at the last few years of the Heisman Trophy, has the best player in college football won the best player in college football award every year? Um, I mean, hell. The Heisman last year wasn't won by the best player on Alabama's team. Joe Tessitore had a great rant at Media Days about the Heisman Trophy. I mean, it used to be and feel like it mattered so much, and right now it's kind of a joke. Nobody takes it seriously, and it's a shame because it should be more serious than that. But when the best player on his own team or when the second best player on his own team wins the trophy, it's it's kind of a joke. Um, no, I, I don't I think you've got to be a national championship contender in order to, to get there, sadly. I mean, that's just how it is. Um, yeah, seriously, Will. I mean, you're not kidding. State wins nine games last year, but it's not even if they make four missed kicks. All they have to do is make one of the three misses in Fayetteville, and they go to overtime at least, you know? And and still they should have won the game. There's a questionable call that gave Arkansas new life, and and they won because of that. But all and those were it's not like they were 55 yarders that were missed. Three missed field goals in, in a close loss like that. It was it was just devastating. But I would say two of those four. If they make those two, they're a nine win team. Williams says, Ole Miss having a Zoom Wednesday to discuss equestrian. Wouldn't gymnastics be a better option and cheaper? It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're just inquiring. Or maybe equestrian does not count uh, in that way. Maybe it, it's not because I think they don't compete. I, I could be. Actually, I, I'm not going to tell you something I don't know. I'm probably wrong. I think equestrian doesn't fall under like the NCAA purview. I'm probably wrong about that. I think it's a little bit different. So they could be adding a program that's not like an athletics team. Or it's possible that there's a donor that's giving a specific amount of money to start an equestrian team. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, I would rather see gymnastics, though. I mean, I, I, call me crazy, but the SEC network will air like Friday night gymnastics during football season. And you should see the crowds. It's pretty nuts. Actually what SEC gymnastics is. It's, it's intense, man. And, and people care and, and it looks like fun. Um, I would like to know the details around that. Cause I, but baseball scholarships are going up and, and you've got to, you've got to supplement that somehow. And so maybe this is what they've decided. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I'm mostly just guessing with that. Who starts at kicker? I assume Kale Nation, right? Because uh, Caden Costa will miss the entire season, except for the bowl game. Uh, I don't even know what kickers are on roster besides – I shouldn't have admitted that, actually. 
I should I uh, should not have admitted that, but that's all right. You guys understand. I mean, I, I think you'll forgive me if I don't know every single player on on every roster. But let's see. Let's sort by position. Somebody's got a monopoly on athletic department website design, by the way. All right. Scrolling down to kicker. I just figured it'd be Kale Nation. Is he still there? This is embarrassing. I am sitting here embarrassing myself. Please forgive me for, for not knowing the answer to this off the top of my head. I probably should, but maybe did I just scroll right past the kickers? Sorry, I, this is taking me a lot longer than I uh, thought. Um, Jonathan Cruz. Oh, that yeah, that's the uh, the Charlotte transfer. See, I did know that. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, they got the the, the Charlotte transfer. Jonathan Cruz. Jonathan Cruz. Thank you. Yes, that is uh, that's who it will be. I knew that. I knew that happened. I just forgot. Ramsey says almost can go old school and and go with Pegues at fullback and go I formation with any of the running backs. Um, I've heard good things about him uh, at uh, on the defensive line. You also say I saw where Keith Carter mentioned that Ole Miss has already sold thirty eight thousand season tickets, not counting student and visitor. That's awesome and shows the fan base is really excited. Yeah, that's something that um, I've been really curious about. Not to get political, but I don't think it's political to state the obvious. Things are more expensive for us. Uh, everything is more expensive for us, especially if you have a family uh, with multiple kids. I mean, if you got young kids, diaper baby formula is impossible to find. If you find it, it's more expensive. Diapers are a hell of a lot more expensive. Um, everything's gone up. All uh, All food, gas... Rent, if you rent, is going up. I mean, everything. Everything is more expensive. Economically, we're kind of in a bad spot, right? Or at least a more expensive spot. That's undeniable. Uh, I've been wondering what the current state of economics is going to do to uh, college football attendance, because that's where my mind works. It's not like, hey, am I going to be able to pay my bills next month, which is something that I should be thinking about, because the answer is, uh, you know, but in my mind, it's will football attendance be affected. That was a good sign. So last year, Ole Miss sold 32,000, not counting students and visitors when the season, like 32,000 was the number. So they are already a month out, 6,000 above last year's number. And that is before they sell like flex pans, flex plans and all that crap. It's uh, this is just full season tickets. So students will be another 10,000. Visitors will be um, five. So you're looking at 53,000 or so. Um, that's that's really good. That's a really good sign because I've been worried that we're going to lose the atmosphere of college football because people can't afford to show up. And, and it's still going to be really hard, but I was encouraged uh, to see that. I really was. Um it's easy to buy into a winner, right? If they weren't winning, then the numbers wouldn't look like that. But still, I was wondering if that would keep people home. It still might, but that's a really good sign. 
Yeah, Jason, I know. He said, Borky, don't know kickers. You're fake news. Um, yeah, Daniel, thanks. I, I wish I'd have seen that uh, earlier. It would have triggered my memory, I promise. I just, uh, I, f- I forgot. It's so much to keep up with, you know. Um, but yeah, they got a, a kicker transfer because Ole Miss is getting um, transfers for and about literally everything. By the way, college football is getting saved at least for a little while. It doesn't sound like the uh unlimited transfer no matter what you can just move on wherever you want to go as many times as you want at least we know that that's not going to pass right away so that's a that's a good thing they need to keep that away forever uh brett mcmurphy's reporting that dan mullen is considering joining espn to be a studio analyst um and he's going to accept that so I can't decide if he'd be good at that or not. Do you think Dan Mullen would be good uh, in the studio? I'm actually going to make a poll out of that right now. I'm going to make a poll out of that. Um, you're you're going to see a super, uh, Sports Talk Mississippi tweet in real time. Um, Dan Mullen, being a studio analyst, do you think that he'll actually be good at it? Sunday night poll, making a poll in real time. This is where all the magic happens, guys, you know. All the magic here. I was going to talk to you guys about the Southern Miss scheduling thing, but I felt like that ran its course pretty quick. Although I did love the uh, the accusations. This cracks me up. If you go look at the mentions, I shared the video uh, in a tweet. Um, the video is on YouTube of us talking about Will Hall's comments about wanting to play Ole Miss. Love Will Hall. Respect the hell out of him. He's going to win a lot of games. Everything he said was totally fine, but we talked about – why it doesn't happen, I have a theory of uh, or, or an idea of how you could make it more possible than it currently is. And we talked about it a lot. Uh, it upset some Southern Miss fans, under, understandably so. But a few of them said, wow, is this a slow news day? Like, it was July 28th. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very much on July 28th. A slow news day, uh, but it was a good soundbite, and, and we we would talk about it any time. But wow, you guys, slow news days. There's nothing else to talk about. No, <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> do you know how hard it is to to do compelling sports radio at the end of July, unless you're in New York City? I mean, it's damn near impossible to do unless you just want to do Mount Rushmores. And those are terrible. That's one thing I pride myself on. Uh, you know, when I'm when I'm making our plans and, and building content and all that, I refuse to do Mount Rushmores. I think, aside from pardon my take, making a mockery of people doing Mount Rushmores, and those are always funny. Uh, I, I think it is the absolute laziest form of, of sports media. I think it's absolutely lazy. Well, there's nothing else to talk about, so let's just do a Mount Rushmore. It's just lazy. Um, you'll never hear as long as I'm involved us doing a Mount Rushmore. It won't happen. If I'm involved in it, it it won't happen because I value your time uh, better than that. That's where I come from there. I value your time better than that. I think that's lazy Uh, because everybody does it, and I don't want to do what everybody does. But on July 28th, if you're accusing us of taking advantage of something in a slow news day. Well, that answer is yes, because it was July 28th. So 
Jason says, Mullen is excellent at breaking down games. He's hilarious when he wants to be. Remember the UT Chattanooga with a cigar in his mouth about who he beat recruiting Fitzgerald. Yeah, that's that was pretty funny. Although, if I was a state fan, that would have kind of annoyed me. It's a five-win team, and you're in the locker room smoking cigars, celebrating. I know it's, it's a win over your rival, but your coach bragging in the locker room, smoking a cigar after he completed his fifth win of the season at the end of the season. I'd be like, all right, Dan, like be happy that you, you beat your rival, but you want to lock it up and, you know, be better. Yeah. Ramsey that, that uh, I did see that Ole Miss, even though they're not going to sign as many high school recruits as, as a lot of people will, what they have, what eight commits and six or four stars, I believe, um, something like that. They have a seventy-five percent blue chip ratio so far in their small class. It's impressive, and it goes to show. I talked about this with you guys before. What I think Ole Miss should do with the mascot, mascots or whatever. Um, I think that they should partner with a charity of some kind, whether it's service dogs for vets with PTSD or service dogs that like go visit children in a hospital. Uh, one of our other shows uh, on our station called good things uh, with, uh, with Rebecca uh, had um, a lady in there with, with a service lab. I believe that was a dog that helped uh, children with seizures. Like if a kid was having a seizure, the dog was able to like position. This is incredible. Um, the dog is able to like turn the kid over and stuff to get it in the best position to to handle having a seizure. Um, but they also like had hospital visit dogs and stuff like that. Partner with one of those charities and take a bunch of labs and have labs on the sidelines and in the grove and at games and that be your mascot. You're the Ole Miss Rebels, but your mascot is a bunch, a, a, a fleet of labs that are a part of or promoting a charity for service dogs. And boom, nobody can make fun of you because labs are awesome. It would be for a great cause because the cause is awesome and labs are awesome. And if somebody tried to make fun of you, they can't. Oh, are you guys the labs now? Yeah, sure. Go labs. Labs are the coolest. I've got a lab. She's got three legs. God bless her. She, she's also got something missing upstairs, but she's the sweetest dog on earth. Just have a bunch of labs running around like juice. I mean, they, they turned a recruiting weekend centered around Lane Kiffin's lab puppy, and the recruits loved it because people love Labrador retrievers. So just lean into it. Just be just do it. Just lean into it. You know, Jason, remind us tomorrow. I'll, I'll get Haydad talking about WWE. I don't think Richard likes it though. It's not a stupid question at all, Ramsey. He says, uh, do you believe one of the reasons that Ole Miss is not renovating the stadium right now is to help with NIL deals? Um I think that could have been a factor in the decision, but I think if construction costs were not insane and the supply chain was not ridiculous, they'd still be going through with it. 
on a relatively faster timeline. But I do think it allows them to reassess, you know, priority. Instead of asking a booster for $10 million to build a new club level, go get an offensive tackle and a wide receiver and a linebacker instead. What will be more important? And they can do renovations that are adequate enough that aren't $500 million worth. Because the stadium's a dump, but that doesn't matter anymore. So just make it more comfortable. Put some awnings over the two sides to trap in noise and, and have some sun and go buy some linebackers. No, I, th- I think if if everything were normal, they'd still be pushing forward. But even then, probably reducing some costs here or there to make sure those people that are willing will give to the NIL thing. Lab could retrieve the kickoff tee. Exactly, stuff like that. I mean, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just printing money here. The, everybody freaking loves Lane Kiffin's dog. So have five of them that are all promoting a service dog charity because those are the coolest dogs on the planet. So you have a good cause and you have a thing that everybody likes and you can't be made fun of because everybody likes that thing. I, I mean, just. Somebody tell Keith Carter to call me because I've got the best ideas. And Jason, see, and Jason knows this. Service dog for, dogs for veterans are desperately needed. The VA is ridiculous about how hard it is for those guys to get one. This is just a no-brainer. Just an absolute no-brainer. What are my thoughts on Texas A&M from this past week? Can you talk about their recruiting hall? If that's what you're asking about, uh, that doesn't surprise me. They've got more money than anybody else. They can say that it's about other things. It's not. It's about money. They've got more money than everybody else. That's what it is. Uh, So that doesn't surprise me. And in credit to them, this is what I don't understand about some college football fans is when people say that, they get offended. It's the game now. Why does that bother you? Boast about it. It's what you did when you built that gaudy stadium anyway. You were just flashing your money that way, if that's what you're asking about. Um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Although I do wonder if, let's just say for fun, they roll out a nine and three, if the these same people will be less inspired to continue spending money like they've spent. It's just hard to justify that annually, which is why I think a market correction is coming. But either way, so. Uh, I've gone a little long. That's okay. I appreciate you guys. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe. Uh, while you're here, uh, I'll be back with you on Wednesday night. Uh, I will adjust the schedule again. Sorry, when football season comes again, I think it's going to be either late Saturday night or early Sunday morning, depending on when Ole Miss and State play. Uh, so that'll just vary by weekend, and then Tuesday nights and Thursday nights. Uh, so be a part. I would uh, I would love for you guys to be a part. Thank you for tuning in, and um, I'll see you guys on Wednesday night. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.